you have your Bibles, let's turn in to Matthew. Very short scripture lesson today, just two verses. We're going to be reading from Matthew chapter 13, verses 45 and 46. Before we read, I want to say to you that we are all traitors. Not T-R-A-I-T-O-R-S, but traitors. We trade things. All of us are. You are. I am. And everyone else is. That's what we are. We are traitors. We make trades. Everything in life is a trade of one sort or another. Everything. You traded any number of things to come here today. Limitless almost, it seems. You could have done in a free country, at least still. You could have gone anywhere. You could have done just about anything you wanted to do, but you came here and I'm grateful for that. But you traded, didn't you? You traded one thing for another. In every trade, our aim, our desire, is to trade something of lesser value with something of greater value. That's what we want to do. That's the intention. In 2008, and life will prove me right or wrong, I saw people who were managing my retirement seemingly not care. It wasn't their money. And I know it wasn't maybe the individuals managing my individual money, but you saw over half of it wiped off the board just a matter of months, just gone. And at that point, I thought, you know what? I think I could probably do just as good as the experts. Anybody think of selling at any point? Before nearly half of what I had spent years accumulating just vanished and disappeared. And since that time, I've said, you know what? I think I'll have my finger on the button from now on. Thanks. Our desire is to trade something of lesser value for something of greater value. Everything in life comes down to that kind of thinking most, most of the time. Jesus taught this in a parable here that he has recorded the inspiration of the Holy Spirit as Matthew wrote it down in Matthew 13, verses 45 and 46. He taught us that the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of heaven is of unequaled value. Nothing more valuable than that. Nothing. Probably have all heard of the people who have played the game, right? Start with a paper clip and keep trading and see what you can what you can come up with. And evidently some guy, and I don't know the details, he traded from a paper clip and he got a house by the end of it. I think somebody was helping him along significantly there. But he just traded for one thing after another. You are a trader. I am a trader. All of life comes down to a trade. And I want to talk to you today about one good trade. One good trade. Jesus says, and he teaches in a parable here in verses 
45 and 46 of Matthew chapter 13. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls, who, on finding one pearl of great value, went and sold all that he had and bought it. One good trade. Before you leave this life, I pray that you make this one good trade. A lot of people in the financial markets, that's what they're looking for. One good trade to turn them into from poverty to riches. To find the next Facebook, the next Apple, the next this. And there's all kinds of people, by the way, that will sell you their strategy to find it. And you trade your good money for their bad advice. One good trade that can be made in this life is to trade all that you have for the kingdom of heaven. That's a good trade. And that's what Jesus is telling us here. I want to ask you a question. How much would you trade for forgiveness and an eternal home in heaven? How much? This merchant, I think representing us in many ways, went out and it says that he was in search of fine pearls. And notice that it's plural. He's going to find one that is of great value, but his initial search, he went out into the world in search of pearls, many of them, a number of them, of great value. His search was wide, and he looked for all sorts of things, and he was looking for many valuable pearls, many things in life that he saw as bringing value to his life, and that is also what we do. It's amazing that we are all unique and different, as we've even mentioned earlier today. Nobody quite like you. Nobody whose mind is shaped and heart is formed just exactly like yours. Your experiences are unique. God has given you a unique life, and yet there are so many things that are similar. And so many of us go out into the world and we seek treasures and we seek multiple plural pearls seek many things to trade for in in hope that it will bring us value we look for jobs we look for money we look for comfort we look for entertainments we look for things and we trade things for them all of life is a trade all of life is a choice some of these choices are ours and some of them are others, but how and what we respond to in our life is what we choose to trade. And there's one good trade to be made in our life, and that is to trade all that we are for the kingdom of heaven, for God, for assurance of salvation. This merchant went out seeking many different things of value, many different pearls, trying to enrich himself. And we all do that. We go out into the world and our intention, our desire is to, to bring things into our life that we believe are of value. Are, are worth our time and our effort. And we ask ourselves, is eight to five at this job going to bring me the value that I'm looking for? 
and you negotiate a salary and you say, is this worth it to me to, to go and do, spend my time? And we look for all sorts of things. We look for in our hobbies, in people, in, in jobs, in wealth, in riches, in religion even. And we're trading. You're trading right now. We're all day traders. We wake up in the morning and we don't have promise of tomorrow and we don't have yesterday and we're trading today what we think is of less value in hopes to get something of more value. My time for money that I value higher than my time. We go out into the world and we seek to trade and gain value and gain meaning and gain purpose and gain whatever it is that we think will fill our hearts and make us content and satisfy us. And boy, there are marketers out there in the world that will convince you, boy, if I just had that, I'd be happy. I, I luckily got a refund in a moment of transparency. I was sold by a marketer this week trying to, Place my mind somewhere else. And I found this game that I could play. And I thought, that'd be kind of fun. Wouldn't even work. But I emailed and got a refund. There are marketers out there. And I remember thinking, I just got sold. Wow, I'm 48 years old. I just got sold. There are marketers out there that will tell you, you just need this. Satan will tell you, you just need to find security here. You see, to find success in this life. And let me tell you, if you trade your life for success in this world, you will have made a bad trade. And you know, as we go out in the world and we attempt to trade and trade, attempt to bring value to our life, you know what we find? That we're all terrible at it. We're bad traders. We are. Ever since I started handling my own retirement, I've kept a very meticulous record, right? Keep myself honest. In the beginning, I was not very good at it. found out it was a lot harder than it seemed. Over the years, you get a little better. But we are poor traders. You are and I am. You don't believe me? Let me ask you some questions. How many times have you traded Valuable, precious, irreplaceable time for some entertainment. How many times have men traded their integrity to climb the corporate ladder? How many times have we traded less valuable things or, or more valuable things for less valuable things? How many times do we let go of that that is more important for that that is less important? We are poor traders. This merchant is going to come upon this pearl of great value, and there doesn't seem to be any merit in him. He just happened to come upon it, and he found it. But we're poor traders. Most of the time, we trade that that is of greater value for that that is of lesser value. And at some point along the way, we realize that, I think. 
maybe it's when we get older. We start looking back on our life and we kept, we keep thinking, I've made every decision along the way, the best I knew how, and a, an idea that I thought was going to bring me contentment and bring me peace and bring me hope. But if your trading is not in line with a trade to gain heaven and to gain God in this life and to walk with him through the world, you're making bad trades one after the other after the other. If you're trading something in, in place of God, his church, reading his word in prayer, spending time with him and walking through this temporary world with God, well, you're making a bad trade terrible trade. You are expending those things that are of great value, the things that will pass away, that are temporary. At one point here in the in this short parable, and by the way, parables, there's some 30 of them in the Gospels, the synoptic Gospels anyway, that Jesus uses, and they were to use to illustrate a point to teach a spiritual truth. A simple, short story that is designed to drive home a truth. And brevity of these things is as miraculous as the many things that they teach. But centrally here today, I want to encourage you to begin making better trades in your life. And certainly to make the one good trade that we're going to talk about in a moment. What are you trading in your life? What are you exchanging? What are you accumulating? And what are you letting go? This merchant comes upon this one pearl of great price. Perhaps after years and years of trading, years of searching, looking for this pearl and that pearl. Perhaps after years of searching, he comes upon this one pearl of great price. And we know that that one pearl in this parable is the kingdom of heaven. That's the one of immense value. It's worth all the other pearls put together and then some. And when you find this in your life, this pearl of great price, and you put your life into it, you're prepared to make the best trade you will ever make. And I shudder to think of the number of people who right now no longer have the opportunity to make this trade. They made it, and eternally they are separated from God. And oh, how they would cry out to you right now, don't make the same mistake I did. Don't follow my trading plan. Even as the man that we're told about in the Gospels, Lazarus, and the rich man, that rich man saying and begging God to send people to his brothers so that they would not come to be with him places so awful that you don't want those you love to be there with you. What are you trading? This man comes across this one pearl of great price and so do you. Maybe it's today. Maybe today finally settles into your mind and heart. This is the one pearl of great price. God and forgiveness, salvation, freedom from sin. 
forgiveness and liberty and an assurance of a home in heaven. You come upon this one pearl of great price. You hear about it, maybe. Maybe this merchant overheard someone talking and saying, I saw a pearl that I cannot begin to give you the value of. Maybe he heard about it. And he goes and he seeks it. Maybe you've heard somebody say, I know the Lord, he saved me. I can tell you when I was 11 years old, he saved me. I found this pearl of great price. And the good news is, this one pearl can be owned by all who will come to God. It's not mine and it's not yours. It's God's. And you can make this one good trade. This merchant heard or found and discovered, as it says very plainly, he found this one pearl of great value. And so he sought for it. And upon discovering the pearl of great price, or this pearl of great value, as it says in the ESV, the negotiation began. The negotiation began for this pearl. And there is a negotiation. We're traders. And part of trading is negotiating. Although, if you ask my wife, I'm a terrible negotiator. We go to buy a car, she does the talking. I'm like, what's the price? Okay. There's a negotiation, though, that ought to take place. And when this man found this pearl of great price, the negotiation began. And you might say, yes, I want this pearl of unequaled value. I want that pearl. Who wouldn't? Who wouldn't want to go to heaven? This idea of evangelism that is finally losing a little bit of its luster as we see the results of it after a generation or so now. Do you want to go to heaven? Yes. Oh, well, wonderful, you're saved. Who, who wouldn't want to go to heaven? The negotiation is just beginning. Of course you want the pearl of great price. Unless you're not in your right mind. Of course we do. But now the negotiation for the price begins. Just how much is this pearl going to cost me? And therein lies the trouble. Because so many are unwilling to make the trade. And they don't make this one good trade. They weigh it in their mind. Because the price, do you want to know what the price of this pearl is? Everything. Everything you have and everything you are. That's the price. The merchant went and sold everything that he had, did he not? Abraham was told to leave everything that he knew, was he not? Leave your home, leave your family, leave it all. The disciples, the apostles themselves, they left their nets. They left their livelihood. They left everything and they followed Christ. All of these that we read about in scripture, the price of this one great pearl, this kingdom of heaven, salvation, cost us everything. It doesn't cost a lot. It doesn't cost a lot. It costs everything. It doesn't cost almost everything. 
It costs everything. It, it doesn't cost you almost all that you have. It costs you everything that you have. It doesn't cost, by the way, your intentions to give him everything. It costs you your giving him everything. Tozer said in A Crucified Life when he was talking about living a life after God, he said, if I empty out half of my life, God can only fill half. And my spiritual life would be diluted with the things of the natural man. The price of this pearl is not half of you. It's not a couple of hours on Sunday. It's not a portion of your life. It's everything. But I want to tell you, when you make this one good trait, it's worth it. It is worth it. Even paying this price, you will win. Even submitting to God absolutely everything about you and in you, you will win in the end. You know, you may even agree. You may be thinking in your mind and reasoning. And arguing with me mentally, arguing maybe even with yourself, maybe arguing with the Spirit of God. And you might be hesitating and coming up just to the line and listening and hearing and saying, yes, I agree. Intellectually in my mind, I agree with you. I agree that if there was such a pearl as this, eternal life, a home in heaven, rejoicing, never again will a tear enter our eye. Never again will burden break our hearts. Never again will we be separated from those that we love. Never again will we have any uncertainty about where I'm going to be a hundred, a thousand, a million years from today. And you may say to yourself, yes, if I could find such a pearl, I would grab it up. I would trade everything I absolutely have, but we're not just talking about your intellectual agreements. We're talking about your heart, your life, you. That thing that's inside of you that includes your mind and your heart as God has created us in a fearfully and wonderfully made way that we can't even begin to comprehend fully. And he says to you, I have this pearl and I am offering it to you. And I want you to trade all that you are and all that you have. And I want you to give it to me because I'm promising you this. All of me. Why wouldn't it cost us all of us? If what we gain in return is all of God. How could we begin to say and reason in our minds as this nation has? In this Christian religion, this over-Christianized, uh, uh, wrong idea that God just requires you to check a box, to sign a card, to agree and identify, yeah, I'm a Christian. And you give God 5% of your heart and you expect to get 100% of God? How can this be? How can we begin to think this way? And the answer is because we want it to be true. Just because I want something 
to be true. It doesn't make it true. God says to us again and again in the scripture, the price of this pearl is everything. Isn't that what he told the rich young ruler? Rich young ruler saying, where's this pearl? It's not the words he used. What did he say? Where, what must I do to enter the kingdom of heaven? What must I do to obtain this pearl? Ultimately, Jesus says, go and sell everything that you have. Everything. Everything. And that thing in your mind or your heart that you just said, even this, yes. Even that. But this is the pearl of great price. This is that that will make it one good trade. And this is the trade that God is offering you. He's offering it to you. Isn't that incredible? That God would offer you such a trade. All of you. For all of me. He won't trade any other way. And again, surely you cannot believe, we must not believe, that we can gain all of God for less than all, than all of us. And now do not misunderstand, all of us could never merit an ounce of God. Salvation is unmerited. You will never merit it. You will never be good enough. But my goodness, how many people live their life thinking they're going to show up at heaven's gate and God is somehow going to lay out their good deeds and their bad deeds. And they're just hoping and praying and desperately wishing that their good deeds outweigh their bad. And they live all their life long in bondage to an idea that they have to live good enough to get to heaven. And the Bible says that's utter foolishness. Your righteousness is as filthy rags to God. You'll not merit one step in heaven. As I've said so many times, one day I'll be in heaven. And what a joy it will be to know the reason I'm there is because of the light of the city, Jesus Christ. It has nothing to do with anything that I've ever done. And the reason that all of those that are around me are there is the same. It's Christ Jesus. We will not merit heaven. Stop trying. But just because it's unmerited does not mean it is unconditional. A lot of people get that mixed up. Oh, well, it's unmerited, then it's unconditional. Oh, no. No. A thousand times, no. You must make the trade. All of me. For all of him. The one who died on the cross. And gave, did Jesus Christ give 99% of himself? No. We just studied it Thursday night in a wonderful lesson. And at the end he says it's finished. And he bowed his head. And gave up the spirit. They didn't take it. He gave it. Did he give only part of him? Did the perfect son 
eternal with the Father in heaven? Did he give just 99% of himself? No, he gave all. God does not hand out temporary citizenship in heaven. You're not going to go there for a while because you trade 50% of your life. It's an all-in, all-the-way trade. In the financial markets, they call that foolishness. And even in our world, people will call it foolishness. Don't, you know, don't follow, don't, don't follow God so much that you make yourself an outcast in the world. Isn't that what the world says? Just temper your beliefs. Satan whispers in our ear through society all the time. Just hold back. Just don't go all in. Be Don't be, may I tell you today, like Felix, almost persuaded. This is an all or nothing. All of the chips are on the table. I stake my eternity on this truth that this is a good trade. All of my life here for all of God there. That's a good trade. This is not based again on your agreement. That if such a thing exists that you would believe it, it is based on whether or not you believe it. And you give God all of you. Have you given God all of you? Have you renounced the claim on your own life? Have you said, God, it's yours? And I make the trade. Because you are who you say you are. This world is what you say it is. I am who you say I am. I will be forever who you say I will be. I am not diversifying my eternal portfolio, God. All of it is given to you. All of it. I am so Weary, are we not all of us weary of the halfway kind of Christian life that is being perpetrated on all fronts, it seems? And Satan trying to convince us, don't put all your chips in there. What if you're wrong? Trying to convince you to only give God a little bit of you. And for you to just try to trade a little bit. Okay, God, I'm willing to give you 70% of my life, but I'm holding this 30. Just holding it, God, out. I'm going to hold it in this job, Father, because 30%, that's not too bad. I'm giving you 70. I'm just going to hold on to this, and it's only going to cost me 30% of you. And God says, I want all of you, or you get none of me. And is he not right in saying that? God, I'm going to hold just this little bit of me. Have you renounced your claim on your own life and handed it willingly and gladly to God? Do you possess this pearl of unequaled price? Do you know him? 
Has he spoken peace to your heart? And as the winds of this life batter and toss you about, and as burdens and as difficult times come, times that you wonder what God is doing and why he's doing it, have you surrendered to him and said, God, it's a good trade? I don't understand it right now, but it's a good trade. I know it. I trust it. I give it to you. I no longer own the rudder of my life. I hand it over to you. I am like Noah and those seven other people on the ark. There isn't even a steering wheel on the ship. I'm just afloat here for a little while, but I've traded it all to give it to you. And I've traded it all to give it to you so that I can have you in return. And I'll do that a thousand times. If indeed you will come and be with me and help me to see that my life is not my own. It has been bought with a price far beyond anything I could ever equal. Don't listen to the enemy as he as he works to cause you and to work in your mind and in your heart to withhold. You'll end up making a bad trade. Make a good trade. I beg you, make a good trade. As you live your life, make a good trade. Say, God, it's yours, and I'm okay with that. In fact, it's what gives me peace. I've seen the bumper sticker, and probably you have too. God is my co-pilot. I thought many years ago when I saw it for the first time that that's a pretty poor bumper sticker. And a few years later, I saw the right bumper sticker. If God's your co-pilot, switch seats. We don't, we don't control our lives. God does. But we do control what we do with what God does in our lives. Make a good trade. And then tomorrow, do it again. You don't have to get saved again. But your time here is valuable precious beyond any measure. Yours is. Don't think that important people's time is valuable. Maybe this person's time is valuable, but mine is not. Oh, do you understand how valuable your hours are? To be able to spend them and trade them for eternal things. Eternal things. Instead, so many spend their hours for temporary things. I'm just, my mind is boggled that the world thinks Christians are so crazy. How are we crazy when we're trading what is temporary for what is eternal? You say, well, I don't believe it. Well, then there's your issue. 
It isn't that we're crazy. It's that you don't believe it. And so you'll continue to trade eternity for time. Don't do that. Don't make that bad trade. I pray that we make a good trade. And I pray that we make that trade every day. And that we ask God in the mornings. God, help me to trade this day well. Help me to call that friend that I love that I know is hurting. Help me to do my job so that it honors you. I'm not talking about what so many do. I'm not talking to you telling me to go join a convent, monastery. God placed us in the world. We're not ever to be of it. But we're in it. And as we're in it, make good trades. Examine your life. If you're like me, which I hope you're not, because my mind is all kinds of messed up, write it down. Put it in a system. What am I trading? Think about it, at least. Consider it. I'm not talking about walking on eggshells. I'm not talking about a life of, 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 of legalism. Please don't hear that. I'm talking about a life that is surrendered to God, that makes good trades out of a heart that is joyful and submissive. And even when it isn't joyful, it's submissive to the one who created it all. If you don't know the Lord today, I pray you make a good trade here. You surrender it all to him. You ask him for forgiveness and he's ready and willing and able to give it. His son died on a cross so that you could find it. And as his arms were outstretched on that cross, they were outstretched to gather you to himself. And he bled and died there so that you might have this trade given before you. Will you come today and trade you for him? Give up your intentions, your will, your desires for his. And I will tell you that you will have made a good trade. You'll not regret it. You won't regret that trade. Let's have a song.